welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Catherine and I'm here with my friend Andy. How are you going, Andy? I'm good. How are you? I'm going okay. So last time we were talking about Marvel's Cinematic Universe Phase 1. Mm-hmm. You ready to dive into Phase 2? I'm so ready. So we shall start with Iron Man 3. Hmm. Iron Man 3 came out in May 2013. Directed by Shane Black, starring Robert Downey Jr., Guy Pearce, and Ben Kingsley, to name a few. It's Sir Ben Kingsley. Oh, yes, Sir. There we go. Sir Ben Kingsley. Another interesting interesting movie. Uh, the tone changed again. Mm. It was interesting that they really took they, – they put into Tony Stark's character the events of the Avengers and what he saw. So he was. You know, well, yeah, he was suffering from P- PS- PSD. Yeah. yeah. Like freaking out. Mm. Anxiety attacks and all. I'm like, hey, man, I can relate to that. Yeah. But yeah, they really. Uh, he was really haunted by the events mm. from the Avengers, which was really interesting to see because you. Like I said, the tone was just so dark and serious. Yeah. For. Really, what had some very wacky moments, mm. which involved Sir Ben Kingsley's character, supposedly, um, what's his name, the Mandarin, yeah, and so he was, he was like a front, Sir Ben Ben's Kingsley, because in in the end it turned out he was actually a. a out of work British actor that had been hired, yeah, which a lot of people got upset. Because everyone was like, wait, so he's not the Mandarin? Like, that's such a good character in the comic books. Why is it this guy? You've just, they would, you know, they would say, yeah. oh, you've just ruined the character or something. Um, but I like Trevor Slattery. Like, once we knew. Yeah, once we knew who he was and stuff, yeah. he was just so funny because he was a coward. He was just like, oh, don't hurt me. Oh, sorry. But um, so, yeah, so we had that bit of a surprise or tone like the villain not being the villain once we knew who the real villain was uh i thought it was a all right all right villain so we had guy pierce playing alden killian and he was the creator of the extremist virus which they would pick up old veterans who had lost limbs and inject them in this virus that somehow regrew their limbs, but it would also make them very aggressive and angry. Mm. But if they got too angry, they would just explode. So, again, it's this idea of the super soldier. Yeah. This this serum that um, Steve Rogers was in, injected with that, and, and the, again, the Hulk was trying to make this super soldier serum. Yeah. So he was trying to create a, a serum or something to make these super soldiers. Mm. It always goes wrong when you when you try to make super soldiers. Yes, it's um, only worked once. Because mm. it was only um, like during like the the main plot of the movie is there's these attacks going around in different countries, and um, so yeah, uh, you've got this villain. The Mandarin, who before we knew it was all, uh, you know, an actor and such, he was causing these attacks and, you know, calling out, um, you know, there are no heroes, um, you know, government, you know, down with governments and such. Um, So then uh, Tony sort of like calls him out, like, come get me. This is where I live. And uh, so his house gets destroyed by... um, these uh, helicopters, and they, you know, shot rockets. and um, But he had his Iron Man suits that, I think, yeah, helped him escape. Um, but he had to flee, so I think some people thought he was dead. Um, but then he investigated and found out the truth, what was happening. Was this the first movie that really introduced the idea of the remote control Iron Man suit? Yes, yes. The battle at the end. Yeah. Um, actually, no, during the film, he was like testing out the technology because mm. there was that scene where he was asleep and the suit like grabbed his arm and woke him up mm. or something. 
And and during the destruction of his house, did he tell Pepper Potts to get into a suit? Yes. And then she, we, flew the suit to safety? Yes, we saw her get into a suit, which was, I don't know, I, I found it funny. Cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool and funny. Um, But yeah, but like I was saying, like this movie's just a bit all over the place as well. Um, yeah, I've got to admit, I've watched it once and that was sort of enough for me. I didn't really, mm. really gel with this film. Mm. But no, anyway, he ends up getting captured. He frees himself. Um, he gets the suit. The president gets kidnapped. Then of there's course. this... Yeah, then then there's this big battle at a shipyard or the docks. Mm. And you have all these extremist extremist uh soldiers shooting fire and stuff at mm. the remote control machines and they're just fighting and stuff. But yeah, it's uh it's yeah, not what you expect coming from the excitement and fun of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, I quite liked it. Um, it did bring more depth to the Tony Stark character yeah, uh, and, and laying mm. the groundwork for how he would develop through phase two mm. um, and even into phase three. So of his, you know, how he you know had the PSD from the battle and he started to be scared of what else was out there yeah. and how people's powers you know could could be though the only rather dangerous a bit of a i don't know know if it's a pop point a plot point error but like at the end of the movie he gets the surgery to remove um the shelling that he had from the first movie Mm. so he was cured like he had no issues with his heart anymore they got it all out he didn't have to wear the reactor on on his body anymore Mm. He throws away the suits. He turns them off. He blows them all up. He goes, I don't need the suits anymore. I'm still Iron Man, but I don't need the suits. We'll come back to that. So next, I'll give it to Catherine. What's next? Thor The Dark World. It was also released 2013, this time November. So Marvel's really settling into its... um, two movies a year type of cycle. Mm-hmm. Thought the Dark World is set in London mostly and in Asgard. And although when they're in London, they don't really meet all the rules of geography. Yeah, or, that train scene. Of, of yeah. The, <laughs> the underground. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it again develops the um, relationship between – Thor and um, the Natalie Portman character, Jane Foster. Jane Foster and and how you know, Thor, although he's destined to rule Asgard, really he he wants to experience this life on Earth with Jane and to see what what that is like. But that there's still repercussions from the Battle of New York. That's right. Yeah, because now people know there are. Aliens in the world. Like, yeah. what else are out there? What else is out there? Yeah. And and Loki, again, is one of the antagonists in it to the point where at the end, well, during the movie, Loki dies or at least well, gives what, the what's... impression that he dies. Yes. Uh, maybe before we get there, like, what, what in this movie, what's um, what's it about? Like, what? Uh, maybe. Okay, so. Because uh, I know it's to do with, so it's called the Dark World. I think it, so that references the Dark Elves, which yeah. are, I think, a long enemy against Asgard and especially yep. Odin. Yeah. So. So there's. Just looking at the um, plot summary now, because, again, this is one of these movies that blur a bit for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I have only watched it all the way through the once. Oh. Um, so, there's the Dark Elves, and th- there's this event 
which they mean all the portals are linked. That's right, because it deals. Now we we get another glimpse of a Infinity Stone. Yes. Which this is the Reality Stone. Mm. Mm. And that's um Loki's stone, isn't it? What he uses. Uh, I thought that was the mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get my stones confused. Too many stones. I know there's only six, but there's too many. Yeah, it's it's hard to know the names. Um, I'm just... I'm also having a look on the names. I can't find them. But yeah, so there's... We should name them. Um, so there's the Soul Gem. There's... Who's got the Soul Gem? Was Which movie was that Oh, that was one? Infinity War. Later on, we find where the Soul Gem is. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was the last one. one. Yeah. Um, so then you, then we have the Time Gem, yep. which is green. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yep. The Space Gem, which is blue. So that's Loki's. That's the okay. Tesseract. Uh, so the Mind Stone is yellow, which is... That one would be... Uh, the Tesseract was on Earth. The yellow stone. That was in his uh, that scepter. Was in, that was Loki's in scepter. In, yeah, Loki's scepter. Because he, um, he took control of... He took control of... Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, here we go. The reality stone, red. Yep. Now, that somehow gets inside Jane's body. She breathes it in and she's, like, infected by it. Yeah, it sort of, like, takes over... Um, her body, because uh, Thor takes her to Asgard to get medical help, and there's nothing they can do. Um, but I think later, yeah, later on, the evil elf absorbs it from her. Then he controls it, yeah. and he's just creating all these crazy portals. Which is it's a funny scene because yeah. you just see like like taxis getting thrown around in cars ending up in like different realities and such and and yeah yeah it again this movie wasn't very well received yeah there's been a few of those yeah so it was a bit of a a down start to to phase 2 yeah who directed this one uh Alan Taylor. Ah, yes. Now, he's directed quite a few Game of Thrones episodes, um, from my knowledge. But, yeah, a bit of a, maybe a misstep for him. Yeah, I'm not sure what... He just altogether didn't quite work 100%. Um, this did have Christopher Eccleston as the main, yeah. main bad guy. Main mm. The villain just wasn't that compelling. Mm. Um, did this do well at the box office at all, though? Because um, I, I, I do remember, I'm I think seeing, I saw it twice. Yeah, I'm seeing here 644.6 million. So that sounds so, good. But um, Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I can't remember what its end scene was what or was it um revealing that loki had taken over odin yes it was yes mm. so again that so we'll come back to loki repercussions yeah so loki we thought loki had died yeah but then we realize because he's the god of mischief mm. the wound was fake yeah and he went back to asgard and Odin wasn't well. He did something with him, and then he just took mm. over his appearance. Yeah. And we've had um, Idris Elba in both these Thor movies. Yes. As, as like basically almost the gatekeeper or the mm. person who controls the Rainbow Bridge. That's right. Mm. Which is such a f strange name. I Rainbow just think of I just think of Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's a, a rather big name and to have, and I don't know if all if everyone would would know, but this is um, it led into some of those um, she agents of Shield 
movies with um, some of the technology oh, the, being found. The, um, oh, what do they call them? Uh, one one note, one shot. Yeah, those one shot mini Marvel movies. No, the actual. Oh yeah, but they did that with um, Battle of New York, but it's actually leading to um, actual Agents of Shield. TV show. Oh, the TV show. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I thought you were talking about one shots. No. Um, so yeah, the the so yeah. After this movie, um, it was like the next day in yeah. Agents of Shield, and they yeah. were in London cleaning things up. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think they connect things that much anymore. Um, they obviously it all was a bit hard. They were in production and on Agents of Shield when. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier was being filmed. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was a, a big change to the universe in Captain America Winter Soldier. Yes, yes, there was. heavily affected and they then had to scrap what they had planned on doing and change completely what they oh, were doing for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and follow that. Yeah, because wow. they had no idea that that was going to happen. Yeah, wow. So the first half of season one, is, yep, all's good in the world. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. is an agency of good. And then, bang, about halfway through is when... We get to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Came out April 2014. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, who are brothers. Yes. Starring Chris Evans, Sebastian Stan, and Robert Redford. Robert Redford, star of many a 70s conspiracy mm, Three Days movie. of the Concord. And, and that was what this movie very much felt like. It mm. was that sort of throwback type of film. Yeah, conspiracy, government, you don't know who to trust. I love it. This is my favourite Marvel movie. Still, it, still is. Yeah. And they've got Scarlett Johansson in here and she from now on is going to appear in all the Captain American movies. Mm, they're a good they have they're a good uh team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have good chemistry. Great they chemistry. Work really well together. Mm. Anthony and Joe Russo, I knew um of them as directors because they directed a number of episodes of Community. They directed oh. the um paintball episodes. Oh they're the like best. Favorite. Yeah. They're so good. They're the best. So you know they'd done some work and and then from the paintball episode, mm, they sort of mm. then got Captain America, mm, which mm. is why um, Albert is Albert is in um, Captain America. That's right. A, yes, a there's a cameo. Shield. He's a yeah, yeah. He's guy. a he's a guy. The lift yeah. near the end. But yeah, th- even this movie had like some new players to the game. So as I mentioned, we had Robert Redford, veteran actor. Then we had Emily Van Camp and Frank Grillo. Uh, Frank Grillo was playing a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who was part of but um, part of Captain America's team early on. And But then, yes, we later find out there's just something not right. Nick Fury was in doing his own investigations and, you know, things just weren't happening what they were supposed to. We're being, we got introduced to these heli carriers with weapons that are going to go p- through people's um, uh, background background checks yeah. and eliminate threats before they happen or mm. something. Yeah. Through also DNA or something. Like yeah. really crazy stuff. Mm. So anyway. There's uh, lots uh, of Easter eggs in that scene. Yes, there are lots of, lots of Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, but as we, as Captain America finds out with with um, Black Widow, <laughs> um, they find out that Shield is actually Hydra. Hail Hydra! Yes, and we got introduction. We got introduced to the saying of uh, Hail Hydra through uh, Gary Shandling's Senator character returned, mm. um, and he was quite funny uh, dealing with the Hydra agents now. Mm. Um, and, and again, we, we saw Toby Jones as the Hydra scientist. Yes, he's conscious. Yeah. Was in the computer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, his consciousness was in the computer and, um, yes, running amok. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he just basically told them the whole plan, mm. what was happening, mm. which was quite funny. But, you know, comic book movie. But 
really, you know, part of the, the big reveal was the Winter Soldier himself. Yes. Bucky. So we got introduced to this person that was assassinating people and uh, Nick Fury um, got shot at and was presumed dead. So Captain America started uh, chasing him and he felt like, oh, you know, who is this guy? And Natasha Romanoff, uh, Black Widow, tells him, oh, he's the Winter Soldier. He's a guy who just, throughout the years, he always gets his target. He's an assassin. He's a killer. So then um, Steve and Natasha uh, kidnap a... um, Because they're on the run because being targeted as a traitor to shield because back you know some there are people that's right because there are some people who don't know that shield is hydra like there are legit people who are good people there so when hydra starts taking over and announcing themselves um people are starting to take sides uh so we see that uh steve and natasha kidnapped one of the guys and he starts you know telling them what's going on and the Winter Soldier has been hired to kill them. And this big fight, drive, shootout starts happening, which is an incredible scene. And the music by Henry Jackman, it's sort of like this, not synth, but it's like um, really like retro technical type uh, music. And it's mm-hmm. just it's just so like high intense because yeah. of the fight scenes and the other great fight scene in this movie is the elevator scene with um, oh yes early Captain on America and mm. other people guys just in an elevator yes because that's when he's getting his first suspicions something's not right yeah um, and it's just quite funny like every person that hops in is like this big jacked up yeah bodybuilder guy. And, and Captain's just at the back, and I think he, I love that look when he's like, so before we begin, does anyone want to get off? I'm sorry about what happened with Fury. Messed up what happened to him. Thank you. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's just so awesome. And then, like, for him to escape, he um, smashes out of the the elevator and lands on his shield. Yeah. Amazing use of his shield. And and another amazing shot was um, when he is stopping the helicopter from flying away. Or is that later on? Am I imagining it? I'm just trying to think. Is that on the heli carrier? When when they're battling, I'm I'm picturing him in a white singlet, hanging onto the edge of a building. The other hand, a helicopter. Because apparently, you know, each movie he has xing his contract to be shirtless. To be shirtless, (laughs) but he only does it. Will only do it basically at the start or on a certain day. So he builds his his bodybuilding up to that day. Uh, and I so, think probably Chris Hemsworth are in, in a similar oh, they, they have, position. Yeah. That's right. So was someone in the chopper he was holding on to? Yeah. Yeah. I can't can't remember now. Mm. Exactly. I'm probably wrong. No, no. Tweet you could us. be right. Yeah, let us know. We could Tweet be thinking me. it could be Civil War. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, but yes, great scenes like that. Mm. Um but yeah, the, the the main fight scenes, are, the the fight choreography, even at the start of the movie, on the uh, the tanker, mm. the tank ship, when they're rescuing the shield agents, yeah, like oh, it's just like like I'm a big James Bond fan, so like any spy stuff, and like sneaking in, uh, taking dudes out quietly is like my thing. It's so cool. It was a a huge movie. This did very well. 
Oh, yes, this did very well. But uh, it was also very well received critically. I think the critics really well, responded to this. That's right. This is why it's one of my – it's my favourite Marvel movie because it's just – it has everything. It's mm. got great humour, mm. fantastic action, um, music score is A+. And it's just a good story. Okay, you could say, oh, here we go, another crazy battle, things are happening, whatever. But I just, the relationship between Steve and Bucky is yeah. just, oh. And when he first takes his mask off and he's like, Bucky? Who's Bucky? Oh. So, yeah, Buck, Bucky's brainwashed and has been brainwashed. Yes, by Hydra. By Hydra. He's got a... Um, and replacement arm. Yeah, metal arm. Metal arm. Yep. Is it the um? What's the the magic stuff that the captain has in his shield? Oh wait, so what? What's the name of the metal? Yeah, what's the name uh, of Captain America's. Yes, uh, vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same metal. So that's why, like, I think there's a scene where he sort of uh, dents it. And uh, Captain's like, what? Because it's the same material. Yeah. Because yeah. I think also skipping ahead to Black Panther's claws, mm. same thing. Yeah. Scratches. Yeah. Well, all the vibranium comes from Wakanda. That's right. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We also um, meet in this film for the first time Falcon. Yes. Yeah. Played by Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Um, and I really like his character. Uh, I know some people are like, oh, he's just a sidekick. Nothing of a character doesn't develop. Um, man, no, he uh, he develops. Uh, there's, you know, he's got background with, you know, he had a, he was a his co-pilot uh, died, and such, and he's you know still reeling from that, and like, does he go back into action? And so when Steve and Natasha meet up with him, and they all join up together, and yeah, you know, save the day, and yeah, no, it's like I I enjoy his character, especially his humor. With yeah. him and Bucky later on. Uh, we'll get there. It's, we'll get there. It's good to um, start to see how Captain America is inspiring a team around him. Mm. Falcon being early one of those. And and one of the early scenes of um, Captain Mer- of Steve Rogers running around the lake in Washington, D.C. Oh, yes, at the start of the yeah, movie. Where he's got his list of things he needs to catch up on. Mm. What's interesting, of course, is that in each different markets so in the oh, America, different countries in, yeah in australia there were different lists yeah so i think in the australian lists acdc mm. but that's kind of interesting little easter egg that they've added in so yes that was a very like that got all my highs very high it was it was a lot of character development yeah for, and for just steve rogers so it really set the scene of who he is yeah, and just like awesome action, and it it also started beginning these different tone changes that were happening in these movies. Mm-hmm. Like we got one in Iron Man three, and we thought, okay, it's a bit dark, and then this one we get a super spy thriller. Yeah. Um, but the next one, oh boy! So far, we had Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America. So with these sequels, the next uh, movie off that we got in phase two was Guardians of the Galaxy, introducing a whole new range ooga of Ooga, chaga, ooga, 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 chaga, ooga, ooga. Ah, <laughs> hooked on a feeling. <laughs> you can see our karaoke nights this Saturday. <laughs> and for those old enough to remember, yes, I was picturing the dancing baby. Yeah, from uh, Ally McBeal. McBeal. Yep. yep. I'm with you there. But yes, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, tell us all about it, Catherine. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, other side of the universe, well, at least, you know, not on Earth at all, apart from the prologue. So, scratch that, a little bit on Earth, but mostly off Mm. So, when when did this come out? Uh, 2014, April. So, they're really starting to set up the, you know, two releases each. Sorry, August 2014. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So totally different in tone. So where um, Captain America Winter Soldier had been dark, thriller, this was comedy. 
you know, multicolored comedy and space adventure and just absolute fun. This, the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy are not a very well known bunch of comic book characters. No. So it, it was a bit of a risk, even mm. though they'd had the MCU had, or Marvel had had, um, success with everything they'd done. When you think about it, Guardians is is an odd one with a talking tree, a talking raccoon, and no earthbound plot. It's, it was a big ask, but it was extremely successful and very fun. Very fun, very yeah, fun. and weird. Yeah, weird. But it was it pushed forward the um, underlying thread of of the MCU with regards to the Infinity Stone. So mm. they found an Infinity Stone. Thanos was after it, got to meet Karen Gillan from um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. What happened? Uh, this guy just backed out of a deal on me. There's one thing I hate, it's a man without integrity. Peter Quill, people call me Star-Lord. You have the bearing of a man of honor. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't say that. People say it about me all the time, but it's not something I would ever say about myself. So they were his adopted daughters mm-hmm. who he sent out to try to get these um, stones. That he was after one certain stone and through events, um, Zoe Saldana's character um, ended up but meeting up with Chris Pratt um, from Parks and Recreation. Very different character there, very goofy. He lost there. heaps of weight to he get the role, heaps. didn't he? Yeah, he had He's to lose all buffed. heaps of weight. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell it's still a struggle for him. He's not naturally a gym guy or no. naturally no. A, a buff guy. So it's a real struggle for him, I think. Of Dave Batista. Batista, yep. yeah. Uh, wrestler. Yeah. Yep. WWE. E, yep. Um, this, I think this is his yeah, first acting gig. Yeah. Yep. This is what made him uh, get the. I don't know. This was his breakthrough performance, and uh, I loved his performance of Drax. Uh, yeah, it's it's a hard role because, in in a way, because you've got to be this huge but very literal, and mm. it's very comedic, while not you know, being being comedic. Mm. It, it's funny without having you know being very very straight man of it all. Because he doesn't get like his species yeah. don't get. They're very literal. They're, yeah. yeah, they're not the smartest. Like there's a scene where like I think Peter Quill goes, "Oh, you know, let it go over your head," and he goes, oh, "I wouldn't let anything go over my head. I would reach up and grab it." Yeah, yeah. And Vin Diesel as the voice of Groot, and Bradley Cooper being um, the voice of of the raccoon. Oh, Rocket Raccoon. Rocket yeah, yeah. Raccoon. Yeah. yeah. Which is. Interesting. I, he's, his voice is not recognised. No, it's so. Bradley but Cooper. then you see like the behind the scenes, and he's in the sound booth doing it, and you're like, and "That's it. Bradley Cooper." Yeah. Jeez, yeah. talent, talented man. So it was a big risking away introducing this very weird cast of characters. Um, but what something that really made um, Guardians stand out was the soundtrack and the use of seventies and eighties music. As all all the others, which was also in film as well, yeah, because he would have a cassette tape and we would hear what he hears. Ah, oh, Walkmans, cassette yeah, Walkmans, they're so awesome. Mm, good times, yeah. But yeah, that that soundtrack made heaps of money. Mm. I bought it the when, as soon as I saw the film. It was on iTunes, and I I got it because just the the track list is just they're all tunes you can dance yeah. to, and so that um introduced one of the infinity stones that they protected from Thanos getting mm-hmm. and they gave to the planet. Oh yeah. Glenn Close is in this movie. Oh, Xandar. Yeah. 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 The planet Xandar. Yeah. Glenn Close is in this movie. Yeah. Glenn Close. So as we've noted, Robert Redford and now Glenn Close. Yep. A lot of respectable actors yeah. are now getting on board yeah. of these movies. It's great to see. But it's also good to see that that these filmmakers are willing to go to these people and go, yeah, 
come on board. Yeah. And and it's a very, very fun movie. And we also um, meet the collector. Mm-hmm. Um, Benicio, Benicio del, 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 del Toro. He's a, another great character actor. Yes. Fantastic character actor. And, of course... N- in, n- need a lift? In, <laughs> in the last... In the closing credits, we see Howard the Duck. That's right. Yeah. Howard the Duck is part of his collection. Mm. Uh, voiced by um, Seth, Seth Green. Seth Green. Yes. Mm. From Buffy the Vampire Slayer, amongst yep. other things. Uh, Robot Chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So... That again had the idea of the Infinity Stones and Thanos wanting all of the Infinity Stones. We didn't know what for yet. Yeah. But those who had read the comics or have read articles knew what it was all heading towards. Yeah, because this movie showed us that he was very like, yep, he's full steam ahead. He's after all these stones. Mm. He wants them. By this stage, we're probably all comfortable with the the um, term phase one and phase two. That's correct. Yeah. Mm. And I think Guardians was an unexpected hit in a way for, for them to go to do it. It's a big deal, but it was, it was fun. I think everyone I know who saw it loved it. It was just so much fun. Same here. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So then we get into 2015. Yes, another year, another Marvel movie, and this time we have Avengers, Avengers Age, Age of, of Ultron. So yes, it came out in May 2015, directed by Joss Whedon. He's come back to return to direct, uh, starring James Spader, Elizabeth Olsen, and Aaron Taylor-Johnson, including the rest of the cast of the Avengers. Everyone else. Everyone else. So these were three new cast members. Yeah. I wasn't excited about the um, casting of James Spader because I'd always oh. liked his work. Yeah. So that was that had me excited. So, yeah, I had – I've only watched this movie the once because I didn't love it. So I didn't go back and see it again. I think part of that was that I saw it 3D and – the 3D just wasn't working for me. Mm. Um, but for this movie, the the team started together bringing down Hydra, and then and then Tony's paranoia about protecting the planet from what he'd seen in the Battle of New York. Ultron then developed. He had all these um, little remote control suits protecting. Well, they were they had Loki's spear, so they were pro like investigating it and probing it, and yeah. and I think that somehow triggered yeah Ultron the, Ultron the the melding of um the with it had um, Jarvis's well it absorbed Jarvis Jarvis yeah. yeah so and that was then James Spader's character and and. So we saw um, Elizabeth Olsen and the other person whose name escapes me at the moment. But anyway. Oh, Aaron Taylor. Alan oh. Tara Johnson. Yeah. So Who Scarlet played, Witch um, and Quicksilver. Quicksilver, yes. Which, you know, funnily enough, this same year there was um, X-Men Age of... Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past, yes. which had another Quicksilver in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was sort of funny to get these two Quicksilvers fairly close together. But... This one, they ended up in the town of... Sincovia. Yes, in a fictional European country. Mm. Um, And a big, big battle taking place there. Yes, because it's basically sort of like a cat and mouse game. Ultron wants to... uh, He goes back to Sincovia, to the Hydra base... He has his um his hey he he has his army of drones, and he's like, I don't know, somehow building so the the town lifts up into the air, yeah. and then he's gonna drop it down like an asteroid to wipe out that area. I don't think the world because I don't think a, that size would. 
but it's the dust. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, how the dinosaurs were wiped out because a meteor hit the earth and it wasn't that strike that hit that killed all the dinosaurs. It was because of all the dust that went into the atmosphere and blocked the sun. Ah. Okay, there we go. I just got educated. I got schooled. Um, It's what I do, people. So, so yeah, that was his uh, plan. Um, They then just win and stop it from happening. Though it did get into a bit of the air and did crash down a bit, so there was collateral damage. Mm. Um, Quite a lot of collateral damage. Quite a lot, yeah. And repercussions of that go throughout phase three. Yeah. Um, But... At the start, when they're in that Hydra um, facility and throughout, they had dreams and visions of, you know, of possible futures and and what. Well, that was due to Wanda, like she was uh, manipulating Mm. people's minds, and it's definitely something that haunted Tony Stark. He was very much haunted. He was still haunted, yeah. The possibilities of what could happen, and and so we then. They developed um, vision. That's right. Vision is created. Mm. But we also um, meet the just just very briefly the the bad guy played by Andy Circus. Ah, yes, uh, Elosis Claw, Elusis. Yeah, who then, of course, is in Black Panther. So you know, he's jumped from one from a phase two movie into a phase three movie as an in, yeah so yeah. we're now introduced to someone from that area yeah. so so from forward thinking mm. that's going to come back yeah yeah again that whiteboard and, and red strings yeah that make marble. that connection yeah. yeah they've they're doing good job mm. ultimately in this movie quicksilver dies and this is the, the first time we really have consequences that a character dies and stays dead Mm. and i think all of us had gotten used to the idea of oh they don't die yeah they come back Mm. 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 but uh, yeah not this time um but and we also got a big character development with uh hawkeye we got to meet his family at a farm (laughs) and then thor left for some reason. Well, he was going to return to Asgard, um, as it says here in this plot thing, to learn more about the forces he suspects have manipulated recent events. Okay. So Thor has his suspicions, so he heads back to Asgard to see what he can learn. And so... Hawkeye is basically going is out of it after this. He's like, no, nah, I'm retiring. I got to look after my family. Yep. And in um, the Avengers facility is where they've got um, Scarlet Witch and Vision, and and there was speculation then that all the original Avengers were going to stop being movies. That the new the next wave of mm. Avenger people. We're going to take over with uh, people like Scarlet Witch, um, Falcon, and and others. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But we see in the um, mid credits seeing Thanos you know, putting on a gauntlet that very upset doesn't have the the stones in it yet, and vows to retrieve all the stones himself he goes well i guess i have to do it myself and then cut to black yeah and and that's not the end of phase two believe it or not it sounds like it it should be the end with that Mm. sort of thanos um thanos vowing to get it himself you think that would then leading to um phase three but in phase two we have one more movie a little big movie called Ant-Man, starring Paul Rudd. Yay! When did this come out? 2015 um, in July. So Ant-Man had – it was 
an interesting production. It started off it was going to be um, directed by Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. who um, is involved with um, like Shaun of the Dead. Ah, oh, the Cornetto those, trilogy. The Cornetto trilogy, mm. all those movies. Um, but he dropped out and was replaced by Adam McKay, who did a lot of the comedies like Anchorman. And and Paul Rudd is also listed as a co-writer. But oh, Rudd, that's cool. Yeah. He's he's great, Paul Rudd. I do like him. Yeah. And and Michael Douglas is also part of the There cast. we go. Another, Another well-known 70s. actor coming on board. But yeah, he's fantastic as the scientist who has invented the um the Ant-Man suit. And so Paul Rudd plays um yeah, Scott Lang um who starts off in prison and he's released so he gets hired to Rob um, Hank Pym's, which is Michael Douglas's um, house. Little does he know about, you know, the Ant-Man suit. And I don't know about you, but I absolutely love the um, guys that that Scott Lang work with in this movie. Um, Lewis, who, who does the excellent recaps of what's happened. But he's, he's great. Tell me about that tip. What? I want to know about that tip. Oh, baby, time! Hot dogs. It's so hot right now. Calm down, all right? I just need to know where it came from. It's got to be airtight. Okay. I was at a wine tasting with my cousin Ernesto, which was mainly reds. And you know I don't like reds, man. You know, but there was a rosé that saved the day. It was delightful. And he tells me about this girl, Emily, that we used to kick it with. It was actually the first pair of boobs that I ever touched. It's the wrong details. It's the wrong. It has nothing to do with the story. Go. So uh, he tells me that she's working as a housekeeper now, right? And she's dating this dude, Carlos, who's a shot caller from across the bay. And she tells him about the dude that she's cleaning for, right? That he's like this big shot CEO that is all retired now, but is loaded. And so Carlos and Ernesto are on the same softball team. And they get to talking, right? And here comes the good part. Carlos says, yo, man. This guy's got a big-ass safe just sitting in the basement, just chilling. Of course, Ernesto comes to me because he knows I got mad demons. Of course, I ask him, did Emily tell Carlos to tell you to get to me what kind of safe it was? And he says, nah, dog. All she said is that it's, like, super legit, and whatever's in it, it's got to be good. What? Um, I'm looking forward most to listening to him in... Um... Oh, yeah, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes, yeah. yes. Scott Lang becomes, he gets the suit and has to train. It's good to see this having to learn how to become Ant-Man, that he doesn't master it straight away. Mm. Uh, So he has to get taught how to do it. He deals mostly with Pim's daughter, Hope, played by um, Evangeline Lilly, who also is another strong female. It's great to um, have these strong female characters, even if they're not the lead character, we, we tend to find a lot of these surrounding female characters are quite strong. Mm. And so they find out that Corey Stoll, he's from House of Cards, he's the bald guy from House of Cards. That's it. Yeah, that's how we know him. He's taken over Pim's company and is developing it, developing the technology to make weapons, which... The Pim is absolutely opposed against, um, and and wanting to sell it out to um, to other companies and other countries around the world. So Pim gets um, Lang to help him steal uh, that jacket, yellow jacket, it's called, from um, that is being developed, and all of it leads to a, a fight between. Ant-Man and this takes on this ye- yellow jacket but it's an amazing visually visual movie with this the contrast in sizes and how they go that's right because they go to the I was gonna say multiverse is that right the oh. quantum but it's like a miniature verse microscopic yeah, yeah. Mm. so there um all of it ends up in Lang's daughter's bedroom with a fight with on the Thomas the Tank the Engine. The Thomas Tank Engine set, yeah. So good. So good. 
Um, but it, it's, it was a really funny movie, like genuinely funny, great lines. Paul Rudd is just charm. Um, a highlight for me, I think. I think this this was a really good movie. I Would really you say this, this is your favourite out of the two phases we've gone through? Out of this phase? Probably, yeah, Winter Soldier is just so good. But Ant-Man's up there for me. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. It is It is very funny. Mm. This, for most of it, it seems an absolute, it seems apart from everything else that's happening. But then during the very end, after all the credits, we go to um, Steve Rogers um, having talking to Bucky Barnes. Bucky being in the the vice so he can't move and Steve Rogers talking to the Falcon because earlier in that in Ant-Man Ant-Man had broken into the Avengers to steal something and that's right Falcon yeah they had a bit of a fight had a bit of a fight and Steve Rogers so Falcon says hmm I know someone who can help yeah so in that one quick scene that's linked. Lead. That's another red string linked. Linked into Captain America's Civil War Phase 3. Yes. But so far, so across the two phases, we've had one, two, three, 12. 12 movies across Whoa. two phases. And, you know, some are have a lot of connections. Some are far more subtle. Mm. But it really is amazing, this whole cinematic universe. And how it's all, like, linked up. Yeah. Yeah. And so planned. I think that's what I really appreciate is how planned. well planned and thought out it is. Mm. That, yeah, you really do imagine that they've had an end goal mm. for a long time and they've been slowly, piece by piece, brick by brick, building to that point, which mm. was Avengers of Infinity War which we're halfway through, really. Anything else you want to mention about Ant-Man? Um, no, yeah. I, I only saw it the once, and, uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I look forward to when we uh, talk Phase 3. Yeah. So, yes, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us at That Geek Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at That Geek Andy, and you can find Catherine at Catherine underscore Neen. And don't forget to send us an email, thatgeekpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And also, please rate and review us. Um, that helps us out, Get gets everyone aware of what we're doing here at our little podcast. So, yeah, I've been Andy. I'm Catherine. That Geek Pod will return.